We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives Until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize Come on down I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame Come on down I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel Come on down To win a million bucks all you need is a little luck And thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects Alright, welcome to another all-new episode of Come On Down, everyone's favorite game show podcast. Yeah. Uh, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Motney. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a game called One Versus One Hundred. I'm very excited for this episode because this, of all the ones that we have done, this is my favorite game show. This is your favorite game this show. This is my favorite style of game show did you like this at the time it was on was it your favorite then? yeah i do well it's one of the few that i remember okay so i would say it made an impression on my brain right uh but i didn't watch it religiously also there weren't there's only three seasons of it I there think. wasn't a lot of it uh there was uh so it started in 2006 it went from 2006 yes. to, to 2008 NBC. yes uh hosted by bob saget who i mean i just think you probably like Bob Saget, correct? I, right. Well, I mean, there's I multiple fronts on why this is why this is one of the best shows. Bob Saget was a huge thing because one, he was a huge thing. He was still is. a fixture in my life from his days on Full House. Full House, correct? And America's Funniest Home Video. Bob Saget was kind of like, you know, America's dad in a way. Correct. At, no, at, at absolutely. And w- which 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 is funny because. Based on what his a lot of his comedy is like, yes, um, he's not very. No, uh, he's the dirty uncle. And, he's dirty yes, uncle in the, world of stand up. Yeah, his father figure in. Yeah, he directed Dirty Work, which is, uh, I don't know, I don't I don't know if I would say one of my favorite movies, but I love Norm. Yeah, uh, so I love that movie. Um, and yeah, that's not a very very, very dirty movie. Yeah, it's it's a bit dirty. Like some dirty lines. Um, but yeah, he was he. I feel like. If we had the the social media and everything that we do now, I don't think he could have been um, the Full House dad, Danny Tanner. No, like, I, I don't know that. Like, like well, I said, wasn't he, was, he discovered he, in, or did did he just try out for Full House? Because um, if he was discovered in the while he was doing stand up, right. he probably was doing pretty dirty. Maybe, stand-up. yeah, yeah. I don't, I, but. But I feel like the public wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. they he would have been hashtag canceled a little bit yeah, from probably. It's like, you know, because, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. If you grew up in that time period, like I said, he was kind of America's dad. It was him or Bill Cosby or something. And, dude, I mean, obviously, Bill Cosby doesn't have any of the controversial type of humor um, that Bob Saget, that Bob Saget does. That Bob's, uh, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby very is clean about humor. fun, clean, family-friendly rape. <laughs> Right. I do it. I agree. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, Bob Saget was, was a big draw for this show. I feel like. Absolutely. Um, it, it was also kind of a, just an interesting concept in general. Agree. Um, so, so to explain that a little bit, there was one person who was the contestant Mm -hmm. and then there were a hundred people up on a giant Hollywood squares to the maximum type of giant wall. wall well because there was a hundred of them yeah so it has to be big but it, and uh, it also had another aspect that i really respected which was a screen that was 
for sure large enough to see. It was like the oh, Jerry like with Jones, the questions on it. The yeah, yeah, the jumbotron, the jumbotron uh, at Jerry World. Yes, um, yeah, and so the the hundred people made up what was called the mob. The mob. So it was one person versus the mob of one hundred, mm-hmm. um, and the game worked pretty simply. It was multiple choice questions. I think three uh, three answer yeah. questions. They weren't that hard, which actually was criticized. It it got some criticism, yeah, uh, from you know I don't know game show reviewers, TV reviewers at the t- at the time. Game show for, reviewer, what kind of life is that? That's our life right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, fuck, that's a good point. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, at the time, it, it got a little bit of flack uh, for the ease of its questions, but I think the format of the show necessitated that. A little bit the question is not to be quite at the level of the two hundred fifty thousand dollar question on millionaire or yeah. final jeopardy or things and like also that. i never saw an episode that took forever to knock people out of the right. mob right exactly um because i again the mob was kind of generally uh there were some special episodes which we'll probably get into a little bit but generally a representative hundred people of the population right uh in one way or another um, and so the, the way the game worked for every question, uh, that was asked, the contestant had to answer and get it correct. And each member of the mob that missed it was eliminated and that added to the prize pool. So for each person right. eliminated, the prize pool went up. It kind of changed a bit over time from season I think it season. changed to its better, uh, yeah, format it, it, in at the At first it started season. with like a hundred dollars per person eliminated or something like something that. like that um and then in the second season it was like for every 10th person eliminated the you prize move. package gets goes to five thousand twenty five thousand etc and it went all the way up to a million dollars for if you eliminated all 100 people yes and the catch was um if the contestant missed the question mm-hmm. however many of the remaining mob members got the question right divided up whatever the prize package was amongst themselves at that so point in smart. time. I think it's such so a smart So 101 thing. people have the chance to win yeah. every single episode of this show, yeah. more or less, uh, which was a really cool element because, and again, there were at, kind of like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, there were at certain points where you could walk away with your money right. and not continue challenging the mob. Mm-hmm. Um, there were also, much like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, three lifelines i don't think they called them lifelines on the show they were called like clues it was it was uh trust the mob ask the mob or pull the mob right um and so so pull the mob was you could say uh i want to talk i want to see how many people said a Mm -hmm. was the answer and it would light up all the people remaining that said a um and then you could choose one of those people to ask them why so if you thought somebody looked really smart or something like that you could say, why did you choose that? And if they said, you know, listen, I'm 100% sure that that's the answer, yeah. you could go with them. However, why would you that, do that person though, could the mob. lie because yeah. they want to win. Right. Uh, so a lot of the time they could be like, I don't know, I was just kind of guessing, whatever, um, because they want their cut of that money. Um, so that's a fun element of it as well. Um, there was Ask the Mob, where it shows, I guess at random, one person who answered correctly and one person who answered incorrectly yeah. for that question. And then you kind of interviewed both of them yeah. uh, and decided which one of those people to go with. You because weren't really allowed to interview them, but it was a 
the the Bob said Bob asked him right, like yeah. two quick questions. Right. I'm like, why and do you, you know, or why do you think you know yeah. this? And you chose which one of those people you wanted to agree with. So obviously, the good news there is that eliminates the third answer. Right. Um, but again, they kind of have an incentive to potentially lie to you here. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you're a mob member and you're confident that you're really smart and you want it to keep going up and get more people knocked out and you think you're going to keep getting it right, maybe you want to right. help them get the correct answer so the game continues and you can build up. Because again, remember, it's if you're only at $5,000 and it's being split yeah. 60 ways or something like that. Uh, you know, I, that And I saw that bit? utilized a couple times and they never straight up lied to you, but you could tell if they knew the answer was correct, they were very vague when they answered right. Bob's questions. Right, instead of being like, uh, listen, I'm a scientist, so I know <laughs> what chlorophyll does or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty much the show. It's oh, so and there simple. was trust the mob, which is exactly what it sounds like. You automatically had to go with whatever the majority, the majority yeah. or the largest proportion of the mob chose. Um, so yeah, that it's it's a pretty simple premise, but there's so much nuance to again the the polling them, the the hearing their logic behind it. Um, whether whether to continue, keep pushing on against them, yeah, uh, and then the fact that they have the potential to win the money that you are accruing as well is a really cool element to it. So this ran on NBC. It was really successful when it debuted. It had like 12 million viewers or something like that. And again, these shows are generally not very expensive to make. You've got yeah. to pay one host, and then uh, you know whatever the prize is per episode which is generally going to be in the thousands, which they easily make up uh, right. with the advertising revenue. Um, so so it's a really, uh, it was a really fun idea. We really liked it. For, for whatever reason, it only ran for 28 episodes on yeah. NBC. I don't know if that Two was... Two seasons on NBC and then a revival in 2010. On Game Show Network, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, the reruns did well on Game Show Network. They decided to reboot it uh, without Bob Saget with... Yeah. Uh, so late is a girl. Yes, it was. I can't remember her name right now, but um, it'll, it ran for one season on Game Show Network. I think it was forty episodes. Um, so, yeah. so, so that was pretty much um, the show. It was. I remember because this came out when we were in college. We lived together at the time. Yeah. I remember watching it. It was. I don't know if it was appointment viewing necessarily, but it was. Oh, this is cool. That's kind of interesting because we didn't want. Do we watch a lot of live TV? Uh, not a ton, but I mean, also we didn't have a DVR or anything at the time. So if we were watching something that was on TV, we were watching it live or we were watching reruns of the Hills on MTV. (laughs) Um, or we were watching box sets of the OC, the OC. Yes. Um, yeah. And trust me, we were getting a fucking laid in no, college. That's, you not, no, that's... We were watching the OC mostly. Sure? Uh, or the Seinfeld box set that, that we had also. Um, <laughs> but but I, I remember really liking it at the time that it was on. I don't think I ever watched the Game Show Network I, I uh, definitely haven't. ...version and of it. I had it. no interest to watch the 2010. But, I mean, it was the exact same show. I'm, again, they kind of altered the... Uh, the prize payouts a, a little bit or like how you yeah. accrued the money, but it was more or less the exact same thing. I think, uh, again, because it was Game Show Network rather than uh, network TV, the the max prize they gave out was like 50000 instead of a million dollars. A million. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What I also liked about it was there were some special episodes. Um, they had... 
big time game show winners as members of the mob at times, like Ken Jennings Ooh, and Brad cool. Rutter were. Ken Je- yeah. Dude, how much would that suck if you showed up there like Ken Jennings is in the mob? I'd be right. like, oh, okay, I'll just. Awesome. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the, the nice Answer a couple questions and cash out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so they, they did that from time to time. Um, there was one time I thought was a really cool special that they did um, where it was just $250,000, but somebody was guaranteed to win it. So what they did was um, they took 100 mob members. And again, it was kind of a smattering of somewhat well-known people mm-hmm. um, and I think probably more regular people or game show contestant type yeah. of people. Um because because the way this one worked was if the contestant missed the question rather than whatever dollar amount they're at being divided up against the rest of the mob um they randomly selected a member of the mob to come down and be the contestant now oh that's and continue cool. the show um and it went Why on they not do that all the time and it went on until there was only one person left standing and that person won two hundred fifty thousand dollars and like I, I think the the initial contestant that it started with was Annie Duke, the poker player. Um, yep. So again, it was kind of like I said, a smattering of somewhat well-known people, uh, game D-level show contestants, celebrities. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think some regular old people as well. Um, regular yeah, I, pe- I, old people or regular old people? Both. Okay. Old people, regular old people, <laughs> weird old people. Okay. And all types of old people, honestly. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the show. It was really fun. There was also what I loved uh, in 2008. Uh, there was an Xbox version of One Versus 100. I vaguely and remember this. It was so cool. Man, I thought it was the coolest thing at the time. <laughs> um, it, it was basically the show um, with a live host, but you played it on Xbox. And so it was every... Um, they did like 13 week seasons and okay. during the season every Tuesday and Friday there was a live show and um one person got randomly selected as the contestant of the show and 100 people got somewhat randomly selected as the mob yeah. and then there was the crowd also which was everybody else which was uh over 100,000 people oh in gosh. many of these um and you were playing for like Xbox Live money basically that's pretty sweet like i think it went up to like i think it was like a hundred dollars xbox live gift certificate or whatever for the top prize um but i mean it was the show more or less i mean like the the lifelines were changed a little bit it was like trust the mob trust the crowd um something else whatever because you couldn't you know interact and interview uh the other contestants necessarily um but it it held to the very same standard as uh or you know, format of, of the, the regular game show. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really cool. And they also ran kind of throughout the weeks, non live hosted warm up games, more or less that I don't think you necessarily, there, there wasn't a contestant and there wasn't a mob or anything. It was just like the crowd. Yeah. Um, and you could play that. And basically from your performance in those games and like as a crowd member in the live games, would boost your chances of being selected oh. as a mob member or a contestant, like based on the, how many answers you've been getting right, how quickly you've been answering them correctly, uh, how many times you've been participating, things like that would boost your chances of being in the mob or so how'd you uh, get 
Uh, I never made it into the mob. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, you had to play like kind of consistently a lot, and I was busy drinking coke. And yeah, doing I guess. Nothing. I, don't, I don't know. I think I maybe had a job at this point in my life. Um, okay. Which is rare for me, but <laughs> um, yeah. So so that was really cool. It, it, they only ran it for two. 13 week seasons and then i think there was like a beta season before that as well and then in mid 2009 they canceled it and everybody was really upset about it i remember and like even to this day um because i still play a good bit of xbox if you go on to any of like the xbox subreddit or something like that fucking nerd thank you uh people are like Bring back one versus 100 and it's more than 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, people want it back because it was so, it was just so different. It's not, it's not your typical video game experience. Yeah. Um, and it's it not your typical game show experience because you can interact with it. You know what that reminded me of when you said that, that HQ, the, the, what was exactly. It called? Yeah. It was called HQ, HQ yeah. trivia. Um, that was, that it, was so pop. People it, it, would be out at bars drinking and would be, uh, yeah, on their phones playing HQ. Yeah, it was it was so cool. I, I I wanted to say, oh, maybe the Xbox One versus One Hundred was ahead of its time because look how successful HQ was. But they're out of business now. Um, yeah, also. but they. they uh, I just I feel like there's something on their end that they messed up because if you have an audience like that, they had a captive audience for a while. How do you yeah. fuck that up? Yeah, I I don't know why they like couldn't work out. Could deals we do with HQ? Sponsors Does that and technically stuff? count as a game show? Maybe we gotta do uh, H. We gotta figure out why. Why? Okay, we'll, we'll figure it out in another episode. Okay. Why it failed? <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, yeah, it was the HQ. You know, almost a decade before HQ on Xbox, and it was they had uh, in the U.S. and in the U.K. They had so they had two. They had a British host and an American host, and yeah. it was it was somebody doing you know live readings, but they had a little avatar that was yeah acting it out or speaking or whatever it was i think bob saget is my second favorite host behind alec baldwin how would you compare the xbox host to were there any funny quips were they Uh, yeah i mean it was it was good for what it was Uh, i obviously it's not bob saget yeah you know if you had bob saget that game would still be running to this day (laughs) obviously because it was so successful in the original imagine if you had bill cosby If you had Bill Cosby, it would be a snoozer. Um, but but yeah, I really enjoyed playing that. I really liked the show for as briefly as it ran. I didn't realize it ran for 28 episodes. Because like, again, I remember watching it. I remember enjoying it. I guess maybe I've seen like every episode because <laughs> I didn't know there were so few. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is one of those. There are a lot of game shows that have had game show network revivals, which I like because I really like the game show network. I liked it a lot more 20 years ago mm-hmm. um, when it wasn't just Steve Harvey family feud <laughs> all the time. Every time I turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's something mindless and entertaining about just putting game shows on uh, when, especially now since we're all working from home, all yeah. the time. Like, remember how excited you always were? And I'm sure we'll talk about this when we do an episode on it. But if you were ever home sick or something, you got to watch The Price is Right. Yes. Which was such a treat. It was such a delight. Such a treat. Um, loved watching The Price is Right. Um, and so that's, I feel like now we're in quarantine times. We can watch game shows all day. Yeah. But 
all that's on is the fucking Steve Harvey family feud <laughs> on the Game Show Network nonstop, which is why we also have to support Buzzer, which is a, um, I think it's like a locally broadcast over the air, um, old fashioned uh, game show. They they own the rights to airing a bunch of game shows. Oh they, wow! They run them, um, and they also have a deal with Amazon Prime. So a lot of the older game shows that are on Amazon Prime are by Buzzer. Okay. Um, it's I don't know if it's like a channel within Amazon Prime, but it's included with uh, your regular Amazon Prime video yeah. subscription. But it's the way to watch game shows. I agree. I, the one I watched was a battle of the sexes. Okay, yep, I remember that. Do you think that could be done today? Okay, so I know the results of that episode. Okay, I want to talk about it to you then. Which, it might be difficult today, especially because... So it was one woman and 100 men in the mob, and then one man and 100 women in the mob. The man was the first person to ever eliminate every single person. And win a million dollars. And won a million dollars by eliminating 100 women. Yeah. Which I think would be a bit controversial. Correct. Also, (laughs) here's the thing. They... The way the lady lost was pathetic. Like the woman who was up against the 100 man mob? Correct. What do you mean? This is the question that she lost on. Okay. So I'm going to see if I can get it right. This was... uh, the $50,000, she had already locked down $50,000, I believe. Okay, how many people were left, do you know? Yeah, it was quite a few. I think it was like 70 people. Okay. Because I think that's a third tier. So she had knocked out at least 30 people, or okay. more than 30 people. Okay. So I guess it was under 70. Which movie title had has a prime number in the title? Scary Movie 4. Ocean's Eleven. Correct. You know, let me finish. Well, I don't need to because I know that 11 is a prime number. <laughs> it's like a grade school math thing. That's correct. She answered Scary Movie 4. That's a bummer. I think I know what happened. She pulled the mob or uh, she asked the mob. So that's why I believe when uh, Bob Saget chose somebody who chose it right and somebody who chose it wrong. Okay. Yep. And... The one guy who chose Scary Movie 4, the first thing that Bob said to him was like, uh, why, why did you choose Scary Movie 4? And he's like, he goes, well, you know, two is the lowest prime number. So four, come on, blondie. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of offensive. Very. And he was dumb and got it wrong. Correct. And even at the time, Bob uh, Saget goes... Hey, whoa, this is uh, Battle of the Sexes, not Battle of the Sexist. Hey, which I was like, that's a good clip. But also, do you know how abrupt and aggressive you needed to be in 2006 to be called sexist like that? What's funny to me is now, like, uh, again, we were, in, we were adult age in 2006. Yeah. We were in college. Yeah. Sophomore. It's funny to think about like, oh man, back in 2006, you could get away with anything. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that he got called out on this thing in 2006? Yeah. Like it was like centuries ago when I also feel like it was like a couple weeks ago <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The prevailing notion or not notion, but just something that you see as we've been going through all of these uh, classic game shows 
is there was so much sexism mm -hmm. or, you know, what would be considered sexism now, which probably wasn't even at all yeah. considered that at the time. Um, like we said, with supermarket sweep where the women were the question answers and the man did the physical yeah. stuff um, running around the store and because women didn't want to see themselves looking frantic. Um, there was there was so much of that throughout all of these uh, game shows yeah. back in the day. But again, we're looking back at like 60s and 70s for many of these and we're like... 50s on occasion yeah. we're like oh man the world was so backwards then and now you're like man back in 2006 you could get away with murder <laughs> as long as it was a woman <laughs> yeah you right were, you were murdering um so do you think that could be done nowadays about all the sexes style trope in a game show i think it could again you'd have to you'd have to be careful about it um, I, because that's not like battle of the sexes is still a, a term that you hear frequently, you know, I it's haven't not, heard it. I mean, maybe not like on a day to day basis, but I didn't hear it today. Right. That's why I said you not on a day to day basis. <laughs> maybe you heard it yesterday. Um, I did. Okay. But not see? today. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you could probably do it. I do think that I guess fortunately or unfortunately in this situation, it probably worked out in a way uh, where, again, the man against the 100 women was the first person to ever eliminate right. all of them. Um, I think that could be viewed as problematic. Sure. Um, people would probably be picking apart ways that the questions were biased uh, to more male masculine knowledge so or something. Let me, along I'll those ask lines. you the last one that he won a million. Okay. On. What is the biggest card giving holiday of the year? Oh, I... I uh, I remember this, so I actually know Christmas, Mother's know Day, or Christmas. Valentine's. Yeah, and they probably all said Mother's Day. I would have said Mother's Day. I probably would have said Mother's Day also. Um, Which is, I don't send out. I know people send Christmas cards with kind of like updates on what their family's been like, right. but I just I feel like that's not a thing. Yeah, I, well, I mean, think about it. People always have like their picture taken. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But it's but it is interesting because you're talking about Hallmark. Like Hallmark isn't making your card that you take your picture with your dog and you're all dressed as yeah. Star Wars or something, uh, and send that. I remember my uh, my grandma one year. I, I don't know, like when she was eighty, decided that she was going to start doing an annual Christmas card with an update about her year written in it. Okay. And I remember getting this card from my grandma, who again was like eighty years old uh -huh. at this time. Uh, it was she's living at her own house yeah she was living by herself okay. my grandfather had been dead for 10 15 years okay um and i remember my parents getting the card from her and reading it and she started you know talking oh it was a pretty good year yada 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 this you know this happened at the she lived at like a uh a retirement community that was a trailer park basically okay um, like not mobile trailer, like they didn't have wheels on them yeah. or anything. You couldn't move them. They were all like triple wides and whatever, but yeah. it was trailer home, old person community with, you know, a little clubhouse with shuffleboard and things like that. That sounds really nice. Yeah. I, I'd live there. <laughs> um, and so, you know, maybe little updates on, on what changed in the community this year. And, and then, so she got to like March 
in the in the course of her year and yeah. she was like oh me and a couple of my girlfriends we went to uh, nashville on a long weekend vacation together and it was so much fun you know we saw this and that that we didn't see we went to this one restaurant one night um it was called um the chicken shack we went there for dinner one night to the chicken shack and mm-hmm. we went there and we had this waiter and he was just the funniest the funniest guy in the world this waiter that we had at the chicken shack in nashville and oh the food was so good and let me tell you the biscuits were delicious they had just the best biscuits i swear if i could get the recipe for these biscuits uh-huh. from the chicken shack it would just make my day they were so good i i'm sure i could never make them as good as they made them because they were so good i remember we had to ask for more butter because we were eating so many biscuits they had to bring some more butter around uh-huh. for all the biscuits that we were eating and it was just so delicious uh, man those biscuits were so good let me tell you so the chicken shack was great and hope you had a great year too. Love you, Grandma. <laughs> I swear to God, more than half the letter was about her trip to oh a restaurant God. in Nashville or something. It was the weirdest thing. Not only did it make 50% of the card, it also ended the card. That is a strong... It, I, I'm telling you, the, the it was... Not an update from grandma on her year. It was an update from grandma on a restaurant she went to on a vacation during the year. Oh it was my like a, gosh. it was like she went on an old person ramble that, you know, <laughs> happens. And then but she, how, did you, have you ever had those biscuits? No, now I'm going so to. So those could have been the best biscuits anybody has ever eaten. I would write about that. Oh shit. You know what? I, we have to go to Nashville. I have to go. I have to go. Do. We get this popular enough so that we can travel and do a show in Nashville. From ooh, a live a remote yes. from the restaurant yes. that she While went to. While we're eating the biscuits. Okay. Uh, okay. You know I'm in. Uh, we've got, I, hopefully my parents still have that card in a drawer somewhere so I can, so we can read out, it. <laughs> uh, what restaurant it was and what city it was in. You said Chicken Shack. Oh, yeah. The Chicken Shack in Nashville. Um, we'll be there. Um, if you guys are listening and you'd like to advertise on the podcast, uh-huh. um, just shoot us a quick note. Yeah. Um, and don't bother paying us in money. Just send us those. Just send, send us, us the biscuits. Sweet, or the, what about biscuits. the recipe for the biscuits? Teach a man to make biscuits, biscuits for life. So I think that's a good point, though, because I was thinking. What was the point? Because I, I don't know. I was well, just you're talking, talking about, about how Christmas cards aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily Hallmark, from Hallmark. Yeah. Which I think is a great point because, and he, when he, the guy that won the million dollars was very smart, and he would also talk his. Uh, thought process out loud. I think, I, they, was, I think they encourage you to do that on these shows okay. now because they want to. I like up it. the suspense and especially like if you're if you're wrong or or if you're right, the people at home are going already no know. no no yeah. no or yep uh huh that's right that's right yep that's what I'm thinking too you know I think yeah. that's why they do it so people are nodding along or shaking their heads yelling at the TV. Um, he, he what what he was talking out was the Valentine's Day. He because <laughs> I immediately was like oh it's probably Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. And he was saying, well, you know, Valentine's Day isn't, you know, uh, not everybody's in a relationship. So right. that knocks off a pretty big chunk of Not the, everybody believes in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. On Valentine's Day? Well, on Christmas, I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. You're limiting <laughs> your audience. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, in America, huge, huge portion. I would say more 
Christians that believe in Christmas than relationships. Probably true. So I thought that was really smart when he talked that out because I, I immediately, I didn't even consider Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I would have leaned towards mother's day potentially just because everybody yeah. loves their mom. I have always, and that's usually, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's half the population, but not every. Well, and like the thing mom. is, I feel like on Christmas, you're getting somebody a gift. You don't necessarily need to get them a card. I definitely on, never give on them mother's a card. day. Like I'm not going to give my mom something. I'm just going to give her a card and, like maybe flowers, but not like, okay. like, Hey mom, I got you a PS4. I usually do. I usually do a gift, but I always accompany it with, well, no, I take that back because now that, um, <laughs> Amazon has made it so easy to just like type a quick message. In yeah, there. It's that's like, true. Cause they're always like, Oh yeah. Do you want to put a gift card with this? And you're like, Oh yeah. I remember the first time I did it. I was like, this is great. I knew it wasn't going to be a Hallmark style card, but I was like, gift card sweet. Right. It's a sheet of paper. It's a sheet of paper. On. And it always, it all, every time I write it, I try and write love or sincerely, but I always end up writing it twice for some reason because, because you're dumb. No, dude, the the second line that says, like, you can write sincerely or love or whatever, right. I guess I write it in there. Like, it's grayed yeah, out. And there's already a default, like... Right, exactly. Okay. So it'll say, sincerely love Jonathan. So fuck you, Amazon. Whoa, but if you'd like to sponsor the podcast... Don't. Come on down, show at gmail.com. Please do. Jeff, <laughs> Please if you're do. listening. <laughs> Mr. Bezos. Um all right, so that's one versus 100 and stories of my uh, grandmother's Christmas cards. Yeah. Um, we're now going to enter another lightning round. Lightning round. This game is called One or 100. I'm very excited about this because this is the first time that I've been, I'm the contestant that I, the show. That I'm the quizzer. I'm that you've. All right. And this is going to be brief because there's only three questions here. We'll just read them real slow. Okay. Good call. We'll stretch this thing out real good. So this first one, I feel like this is kind of a classic internet question with a, with a twist. Okay. So what weighs more? One horse or 100 ducks? I'd say a duck is maybe like, maybe two pounds, maybe. So that's two. I like uh, how you're talking through your answer here for the audiences pounds, at home. Two hundred pounds is a horse more than two hundred pounds based on this no factual <laughs> entry point into my thought process. Ah, I would. I'm going to say a horse. I mean, a horse has got to be like, what, 400, 500 pounds? A horse is going to be like 1,000 pounds. Is it 1,000 like pounds? 800 pounds. Um, okay, and I'm yeah, going. ducks ducks are like four pounds, three, four pounds on average. So, yeah? Three, four pounds. So, you got yes. it correct. One horse weighs more than 100 ducks. Ducks are four pounds? Like two to four pounds in that range. Oh, so I crushed that estimate. Yeah, nice work. Um, yes. Which is crazy. I feel like a duck look, looks heavier than that, but I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good gauge of... Yeah, stuff. But well, I guess thing, to fly. I, I, I feel like that first, that first, it being a hundred, and knowing where this came from, which was the internet, or Reddit, I guess. I feel like that's the deceptive part of that, right? Like, that you think hundred ducks, right? It's usually what the hundred duck-sized horses or one <laughs> horse-sized duck, duck, yeah, <laughs> which should be comparable. But now you know one horse is way bigger yeah. than hundred ducks. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Next up, one or one hundred. 
which has a greater net worth? One Jerry Seinfeld or 100 Pauly Shores? <laughs> what a good question. When was the net worth taken? Just like the, the most recent uh, The most worth. recent uh, estimates of celebritynetworth.com, the website, I, the future billionaires. I feel confident every day. about this. I do you. And I would be pretty shocked if I was wrong. I know Seinfeld's got to pull in at least 100 mil a year from that syndication Seinfeld. deal. That's yeah. sweet, sweet ha- you syndication. You have to. Well, I, you don't have to. I right. think it's 100. Polly Shore was real popular for five years, maybe. Didn't make super huge budget movies. I'm going to say his net worth is a million, maybe. I think Jerry Seinfeld has more than $100 million. I'm going to say Jerry Seinfeld. You're wrong. No way! Pauly Shore's net worth is $30 million. Isn't, is that surprising? Seinfeld's is less than $300 million? Oh, 100 Yeah. It's less than $3 billion. His net worth is $950 million. Oh, man. Uh, Would I have been correct if, my, if I followed the logic, though, if I said it was a million? If a million times a hundred would be a hundred million. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you would have been correct if he was, if he did have a million right. dollar net worth, 30 but he has a million? 30 million. Dollar I don't, net worth. I don't believe that. All right. Well, take it up with the experts of celebritynetworth.com and not yeah. me, but I was I surprised believe from by where that you also. started it. I get that, but I, I, do you, I, do you think he's worth 30 million? I don't know. Um, Man. I, I don't know what people are worth. You can't put a worth on a human life if yeah you, you can me. yes you can all right well then no he's not worth 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> um so That's yeah a, that was a great question thank you and our final question yeah what what costs more on average okay 100 snickers bars okay or a nightly rental of a chocolate fountain a nightly rental of a chocolate. Okay, so Snickers bars are like one fifty. So that's one hundred fifty dollars. I mean, good math. One hundred fifty dollars chocolate fountain. Oh, a chocolate fountain rented over a hundred dollars seems like a lot. I'm gonna say the chocolate fountain costs more. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So this how was, much? How much is it? You already like tell me three hundred fifty dollars to rent a chocolate. That's abs- we bought one. We owned one for nowhere close to that. I mean, we oh. probably paid forty, fifty bucks yes. for it because we again we were in college. We're in college at the time when we. There's no way we paid more than in our chocolate fountain days. We didn't have any money. Um, but I, do you remember why we had a chocolate fountain? We threw a party, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that we, the party I grilled nine burgers outside? Yeah. 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 yeah we were. We were having. <laughs> We were having a, a party. It was near the beginning of, I think, uh, like our second year. Was it Halloween? No, we had, so we had two parties ever. And there was this one, and then there was a Halloween one. And I remember we, we were really excited about this college party that we were going to yeah. have. And we wanted to make this an awesome college party. Yeah. And we were going to be the cool college guys. Yeah, yeah. Because who wouldn't be those guys? Who wouldn't yeah. want to be those guys? And so I remember we went to Walmart and we got a chocolate fountain. And then I remember going around thinking, what, what do you put in a chocolate fountain? And we got like Nilla wafers, yeah. bananas, uh-huh. strawberries, strawberries, 
uh, pineapples. Like we got some weird stuff that didn't make any sense as I recall. And we also got a, a multicolored strobe light that would, uh, react to music playing Yeah, and a fog machine. (laughs) This was for our apartment in college. We were like, this is going to be. And you know, at that time, we're like, dude, dude, smoke machine. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Yeah, of course. We were we, we knew we were going to crush this college party business. And, you know, people were going to be begging to move in with us, be partying every night. Begging to move in. Dude, that party you threw was sick. I need to live with you guys. Because you live with like all the time, right? Yeah. That's how we live. We live in a constant state of fog and chocolate fountain and strobe lights. That and react to and music. I, I do remember, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 people came. Um, and we I had a very small apartment, so it was like a decent yeah, amount it was fine. for the it size. Was, it was fine. And I, remember, I do remember you spent the majority of the time on the patio with our the George, George Foreman, Foreman grill. grill. <laughs> which for some reason was outside. Uh, yeah. our George Foreman grill on the patio grilling burgers for people. And I remember I had to like ask you to chill out because you were like, I felt like you were kind of killing some of our street cred a little bit because you, yeah. you were just like walk around the party. Like, Hey, we're making birds. Do you want a burger? Do you want to, do you want a burger? I'm making burgers on the foreman outside. Do you want a burger? Do you guys, do you want a burger? It, it want... had to be like 8 PM when we started having people over. Right. And this went until probably three in the morning. Yeah. And this, this portion of the party was probably uh, a good bit of alcohol into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember being like, Hey, quit pushing burgers on people. You <laughs> burger pusher. I can be, cause in my mind, I'm like, I'm being so helpful. I'm everybody's going to have a great time. Everybody wants You're a burger. A they just Everybody don't know it. They just don't want to ask. You don't want to be rude and well, ask exactly. for a burger, but wherever you are, you want a burger. Obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely remember that. And I also remember, the so the chocolate fountain you we bought like uh, a bunch of chocolate chips to melt down yeah. that, that was like the kind of ideal way to melt them down in there and get the chocolate fountain flowing and i remember after the party ended we just like unplugged it mm-hmm. and then all of the chocolate hardened back up and then i remember the next night just plugging it back <laughs> in again <laughs> Until the chocolate melted and started flowing again and just use I think we kept it for like a week with the same <laughs> chocolate that would just harden and melt again and harden it's and melt so again. Gross. Um it was delicious. Um Did and people use do you remember did people use it? Was it the hit we thought it was gonna be? I don't think it was. I think it was used a little bit. Oh, but a little bit. I, I don't know. Is it the hit that Golden Corral thinks it's going to be? Does that get people in the door at Golden Corral, the chocolate fountain? You know the people that go to Golden Corral are like, we got to go because they got that chocolate fountain. Well, I mean, we went there that one time to dip combos into the chocolate fountain at Golden Corral. Because combos in chocolate, it was cheese combos, We wanted to see if cheese and chocolate went together. And I think our solution was pretzels and chocolate go great together. Cheese and pretzels go great together. Combos and chocolate is the key it's the it's the missing link in the evolutionary chain <laughs> of cheese and chocolate being yeah. good together okay um and i mean salty and sweet delicious yeah it was fine it was so if you guys are look in the market for renting a chocolate fountain if it's 350 dollars on average do not don't do it go look go to bed bath and beyond check in the beyond section there is a chocolate fountain for that can be had for double digit dollars to own and now you've got a chocolate fountain anytime you're having a cool college party (laughs) 
you're set. Right. Okay, so what's cooler? One chocolate fountain for $300? Or a chocolate fountain, a strobe light that reacts to music, and... What was the third thing we had? A fog, fog machine. machine. Obviously for that 300. one. Exactly. Obviously the second. Exactly. So, yeah. That that was one or 100. Um, you got... That was a great, great job. Two out of three correct there. So, so solid That's work. Congress, baby. Whatever bill I want to push through it's has just been it's passed. passed. But now you've got to get it ratified by three quarters of the states. So <sighs> if it's an amendment. Um, yep, that's one versus 100 featuring Bob Saget, who I think holds a fond place in all of our hearts. I think mm-hmm. this game show for, for many of those reasons holds a fond place in our hearts and, and the fond, a fond place in the hearts of Xbox players <laughs> everywhere. So Microsoft. To day. Um, Bill Gates, if you're listening, talk to the guy who's in charge of Microsoft now that nobody knows and get him to bring one versus 100 yeah. back. And that's our show. We will talk to you guys next week. See Bye. Ya. Boom. That was a good one. God, we are crushing I the like time that moments. One. That was fun. That had way more conversation than, than the one before. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That was fun. Because I realized we were